L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Hey, welcome to What Do You Want to Talk About? Where when I bring a topic to the table, Lindsay doesn't know what it's going to be. Yeah, and when I bring a topic to the table, Jason doesn't know what it's going to be. And hilarity ensues. Or massive confusion. I'm sorry, what? Exactly. What do you want to talk about with Lindsay Prince and Jason Alberti is brought to you by... Hey, I'm Logan. Hey, I'm Logan. You're supposed to say that you're Tim. Don't tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. (laughs) We're the hosts of a brand new podcast called From One Dad to Another. Each week we tackle a new topic, interview local professionals, and attempt to decode modern parenthood one dad joke at a time. So make sure to join us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. From One Dad to Another is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more on our independent podcast network, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. And if you want to support the show and get some bonus content, behind-the-scenes looks, and even get the show ad-free, you can become a member of our Patreon over at patreon.com slash LASPodcastNetwork. And if you don't, I won't be mad, but I will be disappointed. (laughs) Oh, and one last thing. You're doing great, and I'm proud of you. L-A-S. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? Hey, let's let's talk. talk. That was horrible. Yeah, well, we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. I'm Jason Alberti. And I'm Lindsay Prince. I am a dad of two boys, a comedy writer, and I love medieval literature. I'm the mom of two girls, a comedy writer, and I love TikTok. We are friends and writing partners. But what we really like to do is talk. That's right. Hey, Jason. Yes, Lindsay? What do you want to talk about? excited about this one. I'm excited for several reasons. Okay. One, because I'm just excited about it. The second one is I I cannot wait for your response. Oh, I'm I'm not, I'm, I don't, okay. You ready? Uh, I mean, I'm, yeah. I want to talk about. It's going to hurt. Dungeons and Dragons. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> uh. There is a new world out there, my friend. You mean a new old world? An old world that now people well, are, everything old is new again. It, It is a world that was old and chastised and beat down and degren- de- uh, denigrated and um, uh, sometimes... Brought to cry alone in their room upstairs, uh, I see where sitting you're going on with the this. sofa. I see where you're going with this. And now, it is the thing to do. It is the cool, you, you yeah. The I, yeah. D&D. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming this is Dungeons & Dragons music? A lot of music could be considered Okay, Dungeons but you said Dragons there it is. Music. Well, it's just, it's an epic it's an epic underscore. Is that what that is? Okay. There was a young man, 1982. He had very few friends, close friends, but very few. And one of them happened to be a junior. 
and that junior said to him one day, Hey man, you're pretty creative. Have you ever heard of Dungeons and Dragons? And I said, You mean the game that supports and promotes Satanism? And he said, Well, yeah, but no. It doesn't really have anything to do with Satanism. But it's cool. And I said, uh, Yeah, okay. What about it? And he said, Well, my brother is a DM. You want to come and join our party? DM Dungeon Master. See, look, I don't, I'm, I know stuff, man. See, you See? Got but, it. but I also have to help out the listener because not everybody it. knows what to DM. Uh, well, probably. Oh, my Lord. Probably. Okay. And, uh, and I went. Mm-hmm. Changed my life. Changed my life. It was uh, creatively freeing, gave me an absolute unadulterated love for theater, made me a writer, made me an improv actor, um, and uh, 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 nailed me down as an ultimate nerd. Uh, and uh, you know I mean we we were playing it wasn't first edition it was advanced Dungeons and Dragons okie dokie and uh, there are really kind of two camps uh, of styles of play there are the combat oriented camp mm-hmm. oftentimes they uh, that camp will use actual maps um, with grids uh, they'll use miniatures and they are mostly into combat aspects then there is more of the role-playing group that's the one I got into the role-playing group okay and I mean this was not quite the bleeding edge of Dungeons and Dragons, but we were close to the front end of the thing. And uh-huh. so it was uh, uh, it was mysterious to those who didn't know. And so, like all things human, if you don't know about it, um, you're either terrified of it or you pretend it doesn't exist. Mm. Um, and, you know, so I had to have the conversation with my parents about how... It wasn't. Have not heard... Have, haven't heard the name Satan once. Right, right. Um, and uh, uh, it, uh, uh, it it was still something kind of underground, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in your basement. In your basement, absolutely. And uh, God bless uh, um, Stranger Things. Yes, I was just going to say, the resurgence. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks um, to... Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I just, it's just not, I mean, my sister played it, I believe. She did. Uh-huh. Wow. Well, her boyfriend definitely did. Sure. Uh, and, and and her boyfriend was the brother of one of our biggest fan oh, listeners. Oh, outstanding. <laughs> outstanding. And so she, I'm sure she played it too, so she's probably hearing this and like saying, yeah, we don't. Don't hate on it. I'm not hating on it. Right. It's just not for me. Yeah. Um, I struggle with fantasy even in movies. I just am not a fantasy yeah. uh, person. Um uh yeah, but uh, but they they she went she would go over there and they'd play for hours, mm-hmm. I want to say. 
Yeah. I mean, at least that's what we were under the impression. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it can take, you know, we had weekends <laughs> where we'd take an entire Saturday to do it. Yeah, yeah. So what are the, what are the things about fantasy that you're like, eh, I like, just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, I've never, never gotten a hold of it. I just don't, I like really real, real reality mm-hmm. stuff more mm-hmm. like things, even books and stuff. I've never gotten into fantasy. Um, just don't, it's just not, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Here's, here's my, you know how most humans are complicated, multi-layered entities. Yes, right. Here's my thing. I love fantasy. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan of musicals. Mm. And I have friends who are in musicals yes. that I'll have conversations with. And, um, I'll be like, you know, I just, people breaking into song, mm-hmm. I just, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, oh, but Purple Dragons, that's, <laughs> and, you know, that'll shut me up. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess we, I guess we, uh, I guess we kind of pick our kind of. Right. Well, and I'm fantasies. not a huge, I mean, I do like musicals, but mm-hmm. I don't, but I'm not a avid, actually, sure. musical uh, consumer, right. quite honestly, but yeah, we have friends that do them. I've done them, um, but uh, but that to me, it's like there's a story based in reality, mm-hmm. based in like like with people and things that are real, mm-hmm. and then the song only serves to move the storyline along, yeah. like to explain more. Sure. So to me, I don't think those two are quite the same thing. Well, sure, sure. But, um, but I mean, to be honest, I'm just not, I don't know. Fantasy just have never, I don't know. So anyway, and I've, just, I've never played it. Right. Maybe it, it's, I'm, I don't mean, uh, it well, seems like I, really smart people like it. So I know it's smart and that maybe that's the, no, the I, difference. I, I don't think that's, that's necessarily the case either. I, I, uh, I do know that you are, uh, your name has been bandied around as possible party member. Oh, you've got who? I would. I would. You will have to tell me later. I, who. I, I, I will. I'm I will. very curious to know who thinks I would be a good Dungeons and Dragons participant. Here's here is here's the deal. Okay. And uh, I was talking with Alex about this earlier today oh, as well. Okay. And I think most well. I don't know. I would like to believe that most people who play the game uh-huh. feel the same way. It is about the hang. It's oh, about okay. the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get get you on know? board with that. Yeah. So the like the the I I until this year mm-hmm. I had not played Dungeons and Dragons and since nineteen eighty nine. Wow, really? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, 1989, and um, I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I was well. It big changed into, your life changed for my the life. love of the. I mean, all the things you just said about it. I don't know Absolutely. why. Absolutely, it changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, since then, yeah, uh, uh, there has been this sort of undercurrent of, uh, oh, are you a D and D player? Well, <laughs> you must be a, you know, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. people thought about it. Um, but the resurgence has really kind of opened it up. Yes. Uh, and, uh, the quarantine specifically just made the thing explode. Yeah. Because there are, uh, there's a multitude of online, um, uh, applications that you can play. People can get together and play using this thing. I see. So, 
you could have a party made up of someone in San Diego, someone in New York, someone in Minnesota, someone in Alabama, and they're playing together. That's very cool. Okay, I, I get that. That makes sense. So yeah. was it, so it's like one of the things you could do and, like, as you said, hang, mm-hmm. but stay in your separate pods. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So that was, I mean, that was kind of, you know, Zoom for yeah. <laughs> Zoom for fantasy nerds like me. So oh. um, <clears throat> that was one of the things that kind of created this resurgence. Yeah. And so one of my my pods, mm-hmm. which we refer perhaps disturbingly to as the man pod. Oh, um, yes, yes, so, yes. So uh, two, two of my other friends and I would periodically get together on, on a Wednesday. Um, and we would, uh, uh, um, you know, responsibly... That was uh, the bourbons. Right? Drink bourbon, yeah. So and, you didn't invite me to talk. that. No, because it's men. It was. A, it was yeah. Now, 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 Dungeons and Dragons. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was a. It was a just a. I a just, bro thing. Yeah. You know? I love it. I love it. Sure. I saw that happening one night the, when we were recording the bourbon thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like men walking into your backyard, just a couple because we nobody was getting together. Right, it was just kind of funny. They're like carrying stuff and then they're getting ready for the yeah. Al Al bringing his yeah. his twenty twenty bottles of. Yeah. I don't know what it was, yeah. but I just saw like just absolutely yeah. Anyway, yeah. and I love it. We sitting thought, outside, yeah, we're just sitting responsible. outside. And we thought, uh, uh, um, I you know I had been an old time player, and mm-hmm. another one had played, I think in college. Mm. One hadn't played at all, but Ooh. both of his both of his kids still played. Oh wow! And he played a lot of tabletop um, uh, strategy games and things like that, like mm. Risk and stuff like that. Okay. And so he was interested in it as well. And the three of us were like, you know, we hang on Wednesdays. Why don't we just start just, up a game? Yeah. And that's kind of how it started up. So um, now you drink bourbon and play. We drink bourbon and play. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and we have we have expanded by one. Okay. Um, uh, and she had never played before mm-hmm. either. Your first female. Well, since 1989. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, uh, in your bro hort. In the in the bro hort. <laughs> God, God of bros. <laughs> in the bro hort. Yeah, yeah, and uh, um. Now my my boys. Yeah, I was going to ask they if are, they play. They are very very interested in it. Okay. Um, we have created characters. Not sure how. Uh, I I haven't done a full game with them. Okay. I've, I've done kind of a combat training session because I'm pretty sure that's where they're going to want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure how their attention span is going to be. Yeah. But one of the reasons that I started getting, thinking about it, even before the pandemic, was I want to play this with my kids. That, yeah, that's what I, yep, I would totally have assumed yeah. that. So that, that, that connection was something that I was wanting to foster. Yeah. And I'm really kind of looking forward to that. That makes perfect sense. And it seems like a kind of game that they would both be really interested in yeah, i think so and yeah. it'd be healthier than those skeleton toasters that attack whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> abs- abs- the, the toaster that that will only respond when referred to in the third person it's whatever just, the hell that yeah. was yeah at least this is a little bit more i don't know at least right. you can understand it at least i can so understand they start, it. well so that's yeah they start going off about dungeons and dragons and you're like i actually 
I'm, I'm feeling all of this. I follow every word. Yes. And, and I, I, it, it also helps me reflect because when I talked about Dungeons and Dragons to my dad, yeah. I'm sure he was like, I don't know. <laughs> he glossed over. Yeah, kid, why, why isn't this kid picking up snakes and stuff? <laughs> you didn't pick up snakes? No, no, no. No, no you no, never no. picked up a snake? Uh, like you weren't like interested in picking up frogs and snakes if you saw them outside. Uh, I was interested in frogs. Frogs, okay. Um, Toads, uh, whatever. Snakes. My my mother um, made sure to inculcate in me um, a visceral, <laughs> never-ending, um, full body brain shutting off terrification. Really? Of, snakes. Yeah. of any snake? Yeah. Like there's no. Like distinction between like this might be an okay snake. This so all. I, uh, not to go off on a no no. I'm, I'm good curious. with tangents. <laughs> I I saw my first snake in fifteen years. Okay. Uh, last week. <gasps> really? Yes. Yes. Um, it was a garter snake. I know it was a garter snake. Okay. It was maybe a foot and a half. Okay. Two feet long. Oh, wow. Little baby. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen a snake in a while either. It crawled right between my dog's legs. Whoa. Dog didn't see it. Wow. And my brain shut off for about 30 seconds. It was a long time, maybe 15. Mm. Um, I emitted noises. <gasps> I did a little shutter dance. <gasps> All the while thinking, why am I reacting this way? Ah. I should not be reacting this way. Terrified. Oh, man. And, and once, once that moment was done and I kind of brought myself together, mm-hmm. I was able to see it slithering along. And, and be okay with it. And I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah, but that initial response right. is just absolute ridiculous. Ridiculously embarrassing loss of any controlled function. Wow, just a, just a snake. So then, yeah. So that is something that is deeply uh, horrifying. Yeah. Now, my mom tells me that it is because of an incident oh. um, that I had when I was three. <gasps> Ooh, that's a big time. So, so I was. I was born overseas. I was mm-hmm. born in Southeast Asia, and we lived um, in this little village oh. called Rumbai on the island of Sumatra in Indonesia. And um, apparently, uh, I was out in the front yard playing, and um, my mom saw that I was holding and petting a oh. snake. And uh, so oh. I had I had a caretaker. Everybody, every expat who lived in in that camp, part of their deal was for every two people that were not Indonesian, they had to hire one Indonesian. Okay. To help with the house. And, I see. Um, and so um, uh, my guy was named Ahmad, and I adored him. Um, and so my mom called Amat Amat and Amat came out and apparently was stricken with terror and he, uh, came over to me, um, 
grabbed the snake by the tail, threw, threw it, it into the uh, the road, uh-huh. um, and proceeded to tell my mom that that was the deadliest snake on the <gasps> island. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Yeah. And so uh, I think that comes from, you know, comes from that sort of deep-seated oh thing. Oh, my gosh. And my mom's terror of snakes. Well. It's something I have no control over. Yeah. And is, I can laugh at about just, at just about anything. Mm-hmm. I think anything in the human condition, mm-hmm. given time, there can be sure. humor about Yes. Um, but, boy. Not snakes. When someone pulls out a, a fake snake and sets it on my chair. You're like, that's not a funny joke. No, there will be death involved <laughs> and not mine. Uh, so, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think it's probably from that incident. I mean, for your mom, then mm-hmm. she just kept, you know, that scared the heck out of her. It, yeah, and, and that also taught me that I desperately do not want, I don't want to impart my fears, mm-hmm. my irrational fears onto mm-hmm. my children. Right. You know, so at both Julie and I are that way. You know, Julie, my, my wife, my wife has this, this specific fear about this specific kind of thing. Okay. In the house ha- that might be in the house. Okay. So anytime that happens, you know, she's got this, <gasps> and then she's she like, has to. Yeah, she's like, Jason, can you come here and take care of, you know, and oh. it's like, and I have the same thing with a different thing. Uh-huh. So and you help each other out. Oh, my God, yeah. So we both <laughs> have these fears, and we're both crawling out of our bodies, right. desperately trying to put ourselves back in so that our kids don't see how freaking and ridiculously terrified we are of this thing that will not cause us any harm. Right, yeah. right. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing. Right. And I get it. There's, yeah. you're, not, you're not alone in that. There sure. are people who, yeah. I've, I've heard that before, like having a fear of a thing that is just innocuous. It's just, you know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. but I, I hate losing that control. Yeah, right. So, okay, so Dungeons & Dragons, let me ask you this. Yes. Do you create, so you create a character? Mm-hmm. You create your own character. Right. Do you create it from a list of, like, is there some sort of like, okay, it has to have this, it has to have this, have to, and then you put it together, you yeah. make it up in your own brain? So like, e- could you make a toaster that could the, you? The easiest way okay. to explain it. Would be to go with what's called the the module way. So Dungeons and Dragons has created this set of modules, and each module is an adventure. And so you follow the guidelines, uh, the rules of mm-hmm. the game, to create your character, and you inhabit this fantasy world that uh, that company has created for you. Okay. And in that fantasy world, you can pick from a variety of different races. I see. Um, and then you, the the thing that I find the most fascinating about this game is what they call the mechanics, which is essentially rolling dice. Everything is based on probability and chance. Okay. So, um, they set up this. Uh, you know, if you are, if you're rolling for your character, okay. if you don't want to be a specific character, you can roll and you might have a 50% chance of rolling to become a human Oh, because there are more humans in this world. Okay. You may have a 25% chance of rolling an elf because that's the next most populous race. Oh, wow. And then, 
So you can you can do it by chance. I see. Like that. Okay. And, and then, then just get what you get. You get what you get. And then you you roll for certain aspects of your character, like your strength. Yeah. Your agility, how good you look. So how smart you are. Is this not like building a uh, uh, like a avatar or whatever you call it on like um I have very limited experience, but let's see, what was that thing? There was a game Sims? No, no, well, uh, I'm think maybe I guess there was a game. I know it's just my I oh gosh, used to play it. It was it, there was fighting, but not gross death stuff. It was very popular a couple years ago. I can't think of the name. It's not Minecraft. It was like between Minecraft and Roblox. There was this game, and everybody was playing it. And you dropped in, and you into the world, and you you created your oh, person. It's a Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, it yeah. was. Mm-hmm. It was Fortnite, and I would and it, that was kind of the. No, it was kind of cool. Yeah. And then you you picked out your skin or yeah, your right, whatever right, right. and your like abilities and stuff. Is it how is it dissimilar, or is it quite similar? It, um, it it's it's dissimilar in that I think you have more control over how you create your character. Oh, okay. Uh, you and again, this depends on whether you're. A combat person or you're a role-playing person okay um, and do the two meet you can have you can have a combat person playing with a role-playing person absolutely absolutely but they're but, two different kind of games ish the okay. du- the dungeon the dungeon master the person who runs mm-hmm. the game mm-hmm. um, it, part of their job is to try and figure out what kind of game the players want oh, okay. and so if if you've got a couple of players that want combat and you've got a couple of players that want role playing mm-hmm. it's your job as a dm to make sure that there's enough of each of those to keep people happy i see right? okay because you gotta gotta be able to do both you can't yeah. have one combat player and a bunch of role players because they want to fight people and the role players are like we know our gentle people sure, sure. we are not but, but the, the role players there there's almost always combat involved oh, oh it's just a level of how you know how it's a percentage yeah. yeah yeah okay yeah. Ooh, it's like you know, you know, you don't go out every night looking for a fight. Those are the combat people, right? And then, but then sometimes you're just at a bar and you just got to fight somebody. Absolutely, and you got the ability. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to understand. <laughs> you're, it's perfect. What you have said is perfect, because there, you know, there are times if the DM is good and they they they're at a bar or what we would of course call a tavern. Yeah. Um, they're at a tavern, and he feels like people are getting a little jumpy. He might suddenly create a character that comes in and picks a fight. So a dungeon master can just create a character out of the clear blue sky? Absolutely. The dungeon master is to essentially the, the god of that world. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So they there there is so you can do a module mm-hmm. which is the the easiest thing to do um, because these these uh, Stories, these adventures are created for you. Okay. And you, as the dungeon master, just make yourself very familiar with them and kind of help your characters move through that, right? Then there's what's called a homebrew, where dungeon masters create their own world. They can create their own characters, they can create their own oh. um, homebrew. Yeah. That's, oh, that's, that's fun. what it's called. Yeah. And then there are two types of play within those there's a, what's called the railroad where um, the dungeon master knows that the characters have to move from plot point to plot point. Okay. And it's it's the dungeon master's job to try and guide them along that path, thus railroad. 
Oh, okay. And then there's what's called the sandbox, where players can do anything they want. Ooh. And the dungeon master might have a couple of um, uh, incidents that he wants them to go through, but it's the dungeon master's job to decide when those occur, and they he might or she might have thought, okay, it's going to happen at place A, mm-hmm. but the characters don't want to go to place A. They want to go to place Z. Mm-hmm. And so the dungeon master will take that, and she'll put it over in place Z instead. Oh, okay, I see. Right? So there's this really high improvisational yeah. aspect to it that's okay. very, very fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you play, so are, do you finish a game in an evening? Or is it, do you just, you always play with the same people because the game kind of never really ends? There are a couple of ways you can do that as well, okay. in that there's a one-shot, which um, will take anywhere between an hour and four hours. Oh, wow. And um, where you can start an adventure and end it. Within? Within that time frame. Yeah. So that'd be a night of, like, like playing the game of life or yeah. Trouble or whatever. Right, okay. Monopoly. Yeah. Then there's what's called a campaign which is uh, an extended series of uh, adventures that build up to some kind of huge boss that they have to defeat. Oh, wow. Okay. So, because I've always thought of it as like a game that never ends, which it, I guess you can do that too. It can be, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, well, because you play with the same people. It's not like you're like at a party and you start a game of Dungeons and Dragons and then that game ends and then you're like, okay, Alex, you can get in the game now because we're going to play a new game. Yeah, like right, sure. You can't really do that. You can, mm-hmm. but but not easily. Right, yeah. it would be tough. Yeah. Okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. You know what's interesting about this is I'm pretty sure there is a podcast on this network completely... Devoted to Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> That's is. how cool it has mainstream it has become. Is I think absolutely. we have a whole podcast about it. That is absolutely yeah. right. Um, so we should probably maybe take a break. I think it's I probably like. a good idea. I think so. I think so uh, we'll uh, we'll toss this off to our, uh, uh, producer. our producer who will push the right buttons. Yes. I wonder what the ad will be. I don't know. Hmm. What do you want to talk about with Lindsay Prince and Jason Alberti is brought to you by... Hi! Greetings. Hello. Uh, hello there. I'm Alan Way, and I'm your dungeon master for this... And helping me on this journey is my lovable nerdy cast. I'm Josh Wagner, and I'll be playing... Shadow. I'm Jackson Parker, and I will be playing... Valros Visago. I'm Morgan Willis, and I'll be playing... Her. If you like fantastical and otherworldly character-driven stories, political and military intrigue, snide gamblers, or discovering what's on the other side of the looking glass, then you are going to love our brand new podcast as a part of the LAS Podcast Network. New episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. To support our show and other local creators like us, subscribe to LAS Plus. And for more information on that, you can go to LAS podcastnetwork.com and just remember you don't have to know anything about Dungeons and Dragons to fall in love with this podcast and little did you know that this entire trailer was the verbal components to a spell and now you're enchanted to listen every Monday to Myths of Myria so welcome 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 to Myria L-A-S I'm Alex Schulte. And I'm Jake Trumper. And this is the promo for our brand new podcast, One Word Stories, where we take one word, like fear, that's kind of dark, or spaghetti. Well, I don't know if we're going to do an entire episode about spaghetti. 
Are you hooked yet? I hope so. Whoa, I just noticed that we keep speaking in unison. How do we stop? Oh, wow. It's still happening! Okay, what just happened? I don't know. It's like we've been spending way too much time together and we're starting to finish each other's- I quit. What? I just don't get it. What's not to get? So I just get one word and talk about it? Who cares? I care. Give me a word. Middle school. That's two words. You get the gist. Okay, one time in middle school, a girl hid in the bathroom during the school dance specifically so I wouldn't have to ask her to dance with me. Okay, I'm starting to understand why you didn't want to do this. One Word Stories. We're a brand new podcast distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. New episodes every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. Okay, okay I, I think, think that, that was, was a good take. take. Wait, Wait, no. Why does this keep happening? LAS. Hey, gang. We just wanted to say hola to our listeners in South America. And guten tag. Hola and hola. Bienvenue and vous tu manger mon beignet to our listeners in Europe. That's pretty cool. You know, you can now contact us on the Facebook at What Do You Want to Talk About? And that's wanna with two N's. Together. W-A-N-N-A. Wanna. Totally. And please do contact us. You can ask us questions. Troll us about our personal hygiene. Seriously? Sure. Better yet, you can suggest topics for discussion. Ooh, like banana grandma. Yeah, or, or something general. Like relativity? Oh, okay. Now, back to the show. Especially with all the waterfalls and... We're and, recording now. Yeah, I know. Oh. Um, <laughs> Stop about waterfalls I'm because just you saying, know I have to pee. I'm just saying. Um, so, uh, the world of Dungeons & Dragons yeah. is, is it's just a tiny, although historically extremely important um, part of what's called uh, TTRPG, which is tabletop role-playing games. Oh, there's like a bunch of them. There, not only are there a bunch of them, but there are uh, myriad styles. There is a Star Wars mm. universe you can play in. Okay. There are werewolf <laughs> Cut you! I will cut you with my knife that I do not have. <laughs> oh, sorry. It gets it gets <laughs> it gets it gets, gets close in this. It's not that bad. I, I I don't want the listener to now be uncomfortable the whole time thinking somebody let her go to the bathroom. What kind of what kind of situation are they running here? Don't worry. There's a bucket. It's fine. Yeah, it's all good. Um. Uh, there's uh, uh, werewolf ones and vampire oh, ones. Oh, sure. And, okay. And there are more realistic ones. So there's like, um, uh, y- you can be a detective in this world. Okay. Um, there was a great one that I used to play in high school called Recon, where it was like a Vietnam oh. War era one. Um, y- there are... Uh, Is there y- true crime? Yeah. You could be like a gumshoe kind of detective type of thing. So there's all kinds of different worlds that you can inhabit with this with with the role playing idea and it's it's not too dissimilar from people getting together and playing cards against humanity or um monopoly or whatever you know interesting yeah gosh what does it say about me that i just resist games in general really you do yeah when people are like come over for games i'm like ugh ugh uh, Be- because it's uh, it does it feel to you like it's kind of a forced it's a it's type it, of thing? it limits 
to me, okay, so all, this is what it is, is because when you, like, at Dungeons & Dragons, you're entering a fantasy world. I don't know. And then, like, when you're playing Monopoly, it causes people to, ch- like, their personalities change. Um, the, you know, the teams. And then if you play team games at a, at a gathering, mm-hmm. I find that the teams don't ever go away. For the oh, rest of the night. Sure. Like you, you divide up and you're playing against each other in a game. And then you're like, well, that was fun. And then the rest of the night, people are like, it's not the same. The energy mm. is different mm-hmm. because you have created your teams. And it gets referred back to and all that kind of stuff. Like we won, you lost, do, do, right. do, do, do. Right. And and it also takes away your ability to just free flow talk about the world and life and sure. what's going on. And some people prefer that. So when they they're like, I want to have a party and I want to play games because they don't want to. They like games, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like them except for the games that I <laughs> when I would have parties that we would play at my house that you played mm-hmm. were the games where you're writing down funny things yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And because you're still it's it's not a win or lose. It's not a competitive thing. And it doesn't take. An hour. I hate entering a game not knowing when I can leave. Sure. And it might be a long time. Yeah. And then I don't like it. And you might hate the game 15 minutes in. Right. And then I'm stuck there. Right. So I'm just not good with commitment. (laughs) Well, uh, one of my my favorite memories of games is um, this Limerick game Uh, that we used to play. Yep. Yep. Freaking hilarious! Absolutely, and that's those kinds of games. Yes, yeah. that and the um, my favorite was always uh, what would you do if? Yeah, um, yeah. Where you have to write what would you do if and make up a scenario and then write an answer to. Anyway, they, yeah. that was hilarious. Uh, and the limerick one, I remember doing that one until it got. Gosh, we did so, and they always got so gross. Filthy. Like just, just filthy. Filthy. Awful. And one of them, it was like a bridge too far. Someone wrote, and we were like, okay, I think we're all, that's sure. we're done with this game now. Right. And yeah, I'm sure you were there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can almost remember kind what, of what it was about. What rhymes with schmegma? Well, nothing should rhyme with schmegma. We should just move right on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, what was that? I don't get that. Well, I'll. What rhymes I'll, with schmegma? I'll, nothing. Oh. Oh, that is. And nothing should. Oh, okay. Because it was a disgusting kind of thing. I'll, oh, okay. I'll clue, you, I'll okay. clue you in later. All right, all right. Dungeons uh, and Dragons! Right, right. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, uh, there's so much I love about it. Yes. Uh, so, I feel ridiculous saying, you know, the other thing I love about it, but... No, do. It, it, it's, a, uh, it's a game of, mostly, a game of cooperation. So, okay. the, the, the player characters, the players are working together. And... Um, the only thing that is fighting against them, mm-hmm. really, is um, uh, they're the dice. So even the, the dungeon master wants the core thing for the dungeon master is to make sure that the players have a good time. Oh, like a host of a party. That's exactly what they are. Okay. And part of that good time is to throw complicated problems in front of them but not problems that are so complicated that they can't overcome mm-hmm. now sometimes um the dice are not with them i i remember one of my all-time favorite characters was uh now i'm gonna start using the terminology so oh I'm gosh super, here we go i am super there's dungeons sorry. and dragons terminology sure like a whole dictionary of oh, terms. Oh, it's, it's crazy talk, yeah. <gasps> Give me a word. I want to hear um, one. Well, half-elf thief. 
Ooh. This is when that's a whole term. This is when they had a thief. Well, half elf. So yeah, half human, half elf. Not enough. So you have some aspects of humans. Mm-hmm. You have some aspects of elves. Yeah. You get to speak a couple of different languages and stuff like this. So I was a half elf thief back in the days when you had thieves as a as an option. Um, and um, I, if I remember correctly, his name was Squeaky. Squeaky. Yeah. Did now? Did you get to name him? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. What you 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 remember his name was Squeaky? You remember that you named him Squeaky? Yes, because okay. he had a flatulence issue. Oh my lord. Okay. And um, you're half elf, half human. Flatulent thief. Yeah. Thief. <laughs> so I I, I sound I, sound a little bit like the toaster that needs to be talked to <laughs> it, in the third person. He was. To he, me. he was. He was. Um, and we were. Hmm. Maybe 10 sessions into a campaign. Oh, so okay. we had played 10 times. All right. Each of those sessions probably took about four hours. Jeez. Wait. Um, f- wait. 10 sessions, four hours each? Mm-hmm. Holy buckets. Yeah. So it w- It's a full-time job right there. Well, kind of. This, this would have been over maybe two and a half month period. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So we'd, we'd play every Saturday, maybe a Friday night as well. And, and it um, just picks up right where you left off. Picks up right where you left wow. off. Wow. So, um, you know, we knew our characters. We yeah. were super into our characters. Clearly. Um, we played in a style, uh, I don't know that it's got a name. I would call it DM God mm. style in that the, Oh, some people who play this game would hate this. But this is how this is how I grew up in the uh-huh. game. Players didn't roll anything. The DM rolled everything. Whoa. So the DM was the god of that universe. Right? Right. So when you attacked something, you know, y- you described what you were doing to attack the thing. And the DM would say, um, uh, you hit, so he'd roll for the hit, then he'd roll for the damage, and he explained what was happening. Like, he was your eyes and your ears and your, your nose for that, for that event, right? Yeah, wow. In, in, most, in most play, the players roll their own dice for their own fate. Right. I guess, right? Um, anyway, uh, he saw this uh, statue. Um, squeaky mm-hmm. saw a statue mm-hmm. that had this incredibly gorgeous embroidered uh, uh, piece of fabric like a hanky that was clearly made out of silver okay and I grabbed it and uh, the DM r- rolled and said oh god and I thought, what, what? I had, I had rolled a one on an agility. A one is called a crit one, which is the worst roll you can get. Oh, okay, that's bad. And so he rolled again on outcome. So he's got this sheet mm-hmm. of, it, it varies. It could be 10 outcomes. It could be 100 outcomes. He's got this sheet of 100 outcomes, mm-hmm. and he rolls, and he looks up and he goes, you're dead. 
And he describes the death of my character. Oh, wild. And I was stunned. I was not the only one. I was stunned. Stunned that you were dead? Absolutely. Because you weren't supposed to die or? That hadn't happened in our party before. Where somebody died? Where one of the player characters died. Really? Yeah. I mean, we'd been hurt. Yeah, okay. We'd been near death's door. Okay. And we'd been healed. Okay. But nobody. He was just like, you're dead. Yeah, yeah. Because he was that kind of DM. I mean, he really followed those dice. You yeah. know, there are DMs that'll him and haw. Sure. Um, but he wanted this as much of a realism sure. packed in this fantasy as possible. And uh, I I had to leave. Oh my gosh, that's bizarre. It it After was, playing for two and a half months, that's yeah, really weird. It was horrible. And this yeah. this was at a time where there wasn't, you know, now you now you get these save rolls where you can, you get to roll three times and if you roll well, uh-huh. your character doesn't die, die. So They're dying just, is not a normal thing that happens for players. It can be. Oh, okay. Yeah, it depends on, on how, you how your DM runs that world. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some like to be as realistic, and I use that with, you know, air quotes, as realistic as possible so that, you know, fate is fate. It's just what the it's what the dice say, and if, you know, if you That's get cut just... in half, you get cut in half. Wow. Um, and others, you know, fudge. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I love the realism of it. Yeah. Uh, that's how I would choose to go. To play. Yeah. I mean, if a player dies, a player dies. Yeah. Um, then what do they do? Well, like, especially if it's all about the hang, then you're like, okay, dude, check you later. You can go now. Yeah. Or do they just sit and watch y'all play They're, the world and eat again, popcorn? Again, that's up to the group. Oh, like, you know? do they ever make rules that you've got to leave? Is that a thing? There might be a group that does that. Well, I'm sure so that. Okay, 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 what, okay. What I had to do in that instance, because he, although this surprised him, he did not expect this to happen. Right. And I have to say, Squeaky was a favorite character among other people because yeah. he was ridiculously stupid. Okay. Um, uh, he had what's called an NPC, a non-player character, that was coming up later in that thing. Oh. And his decision was to just make that a player character. Well, oh, we'll I give Alberty that non-player character so he can come back down and play when that I happens. I see, I see. Yeah. So. Oh, wild. So then do you have to disappear and not be a part of the game? And I, then, I At did, least in this instance? I did for that mm-hmm. because the non-player character that I was going to take over was not supposed to know anything that happened up until the time he's found. Gotcha. Yeah. So you needed to know as little as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's one of the interesting things with it as well. The, this idea that the player mm-hmm. knows so much more than their character is supposed to know. Mm. Um, that there's a real kind of, there's real mind work that kind of mm-hmm. has to go on with that, you know? Yeah. And you, you might, um, you might have... 10 PhDs mm-hmm. and be playing a character that's got really low intelligence uh, or really low wisdom. Okay. And I mean, that's kind of fun too. You know, the, the, the idea that I looking the way I am with my sensibilities uh, could, if I wanted to play a high elven female mm. barbarian. Yeah. You know, I can do that. Yeah. Um, right now, uh, the most, and among the four of us, when I yeah. say jacked, 
you would know exactly who I'm talking about uh-huh. because the rest of us are. You mean the fittest. Unjacked. Yes. Okay. Yes, um, I know. He's also probably the youngest. Uh, yeah, not by far. Not no. by far. He's younger than me, I think. Maybe he is? A year, maybe, or two. Wow. Yeah, I think so. We're talking about the ice cream maker. Oh, no, no, no. We're talking about a different... Nope. Yep. I forgot about the ice cream maker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, nope. Yep. He's most jacked. Yeah, forgot super about jacked. him being a part of it. Uh, right now, he is playing a... Um, uh, I think we're the same age. Female halfling rogue, which is hilarious, you know? And he's... I mean, he's totally into it. Yeah. Yeah. She's making eyes at, at barmen and... Oop. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, and so it's 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 a it's just a great way to forget who you are and just inhabit someone else. It's like you know, it's acting, right? Um, and Wild. so it's a really fun release, especially in a time you know everybody's stressed out right now. It's, yeah, it's, a good way so you, to have it's that an release. escape. It's, it's a good escape. Total it's, escape. I, I've been trying to think as you've been talking. I'm like, I wonder if there's an equivalent to that sort of escapism that is more based in. Reality and not fantasy, but but offers the same escape. I don't know what it is. I did not manage to think of that. <laughs> I just was wondering if there was because I mean we all do it. So yeah. I mean, it, it, <laughs> short know, of like just gossiping, I don't know. I've, I've got I've real got, people. I've got friends that'll put on a, a soundtrack to a musical and will just sing that musical and they'll get lost in oh, that sure. soundtrack. You that's know, true. Maybe I think that's it's, it. it's kind of that same sort of thing. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. I guess. Yeah. 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 Okay. Probably any disassociative activity <laughs> would fall into that. Yes. Yes. I just wondered if there was something like more literally like the same. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'd have to think about it, and that's really hard. Yeah, it is hard. <gasps> it's hard to think these it's days. It's hard to think. Thinking yeah. is hard. But so Dungeons and Dragons, it sounds like it's not. But it, you have to think a lot. But but mm-hmm. be, but your but your thinking is uh, in a fantasy world. So you're not yeah. thinking about all your own problems and stuff like that and get right. to escape them and and then is it also you have the ability to solve more problems in this because they're they're little right i mean i mean they're they're sorry they're not little they're um it's more well there's not obviously not as much at stake as there is in your real world exactly. but also you don't have things like i forgot to switch the laundry over to the dryer right. in the fantasy game i'm assuming right. or i forgot to get the laundry off the rocks or yeah. whatever i don't sure. have any idea that would be the, that would be the yeah, yeah. That would be <laughs> like that I forgot to forgot to de-rock my laundry <laughs> yeah whatever it is um, you don't have to deal with the the little minutia of life in yeah. the fantasy, right? And everything is epic, you mm-hmm. know. Like all the problems are these huge, yeah, problems that you're supposed to solve. That you know, you can, I mean, you can pretend the dragon is your your rock laundry. Well, and then it's acceptable for all hands on deck. My brain is only focused on this one problem, yeah. which in real life we don't have that luxury. Exactly. Of um, like even though we have dragons, sure. Of problems, yeah, but we do. we're supposed to pretend like we're we're good and handle all the problems yeah. at the same level. Interesting. The, Interesting. The 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 final thing that I love about it okay. is um, I'm going to get super heady here. I'm so oh, sorry. Oh boy. Oh. Um, I am uh, 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 I suppose at core a Jungian, um, a Campbellian. Okay. In that, uh, I believe that. All of us are at some level living um, what we would call the hero's journey. You know, we are our own hero. Okay. Yeah. Uh, true. We're the center of our own story. Mm-hmm. And um, well, we should be. But... We should be. Mm-hmm. And in in our lives, 
there are various uh, touch points that follow every mythos of every culture that's ever been made. You know, the hero has a goal. Um, mm-hmm. The hero usually enters some kind of darkness, whether physical or emotional or yep. mental. Yep. Um, the hero might have a guide. You know, there are all these little these little points, these checkoff points mm-hmm. along this this continuum of um, mythology that we have in our own lives. And a good DM is going to build a campaign that has those same things. And so it's, for me, at a deeper level, it's a real way to try and come to some sort of, uh, of personal catharsis in that I, I am attempting to, to embody this character mm-hmm. um, that is having difficulties they have to go into some dark place. They have to slay these these creatures, mm-hmm. which which may, for Jason, mm-hmm. equate to some kind of emotional issue or financial issue or physical issue or yes. whatever. And and in in doing that, there's there's kind of a a, a release of my own pent up fears yes. and, and and concerns. And that's that's one of the things that I, that's one of the things that I find incredibly helpful yeah with, with this game so. absolutely that makes and i think that's true of um most like because i find it like a video game too where mm-hmm. you're um solving a problem you're a soldier or a whatever i've watched people play these games or see you know heard about them and and it's the same kind of thing it's like there's there's a there's an end result that i need to achieve and i it's and the, but it helps you deal with your own problems or yeah. feeling like you're achieving and accomplishing and solving problems, even if they aren't your actual problems. Absolutely. But there's some catharsis to having solved problems, even in a game. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's the same thing with novels and, and movies and, and things like that. Yep. It's just, it's a way to connect at a different level. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So All right. I see you. If, uh, you know, if, if you're, uh, if you are, shall we say, um, D and D curious. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure curious. that you can you can find uh, you can find a couple of people that are oh yeah also D and D curious. There there are actually now professional dungeon masters. Are there really that you can go out and you can find online and um, uh, will they master your dungeon for you? They will master your dungeon. Ser- no, but like like for, you a, could, for a small, for small fee. fee? Okay. Yeah, so you can get a party together. You can go and uh, one of one of the people that we know uh-huh. um, uh, does that, um, like as a professional, like not yeah. like as a professional dungeon they, master. They get paid to really, yeah, and and they've got two, maybe three campaigns going on any week um, online, Dang. and so they have they have parties that come together and and you know pay a small fee for for the adventure. Really, mm-hmm. absolutely, that's wild. So they're, they're, I did not know such a thing existed. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's sort of a um, uh, a nerds um, fans only. <laughs> only one, fans. One might, one only might call fans it. Only fans. Um, fans only. Fans only. <laughs> uh, 
which I believe is F A N Z O N. Yeah, there you go. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's. Can you imagine if if there was something called fans only, and it was just so you could like lurk and watch people play Dungeons and Dragons? Oh my God, there's money. You know what? Somebody on YouTube. Somebody's kink. On YouTube, there are there are channels where you just sit and watch people play Dungeons and Dragons. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. And yeah. then you can judge them. Like, if you really, you know, I oh, bet you're totally. like, like oh, I'm going to glean something from that and I'm going to use it in my next game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, there's there's a Hollywood version, too, where a bunch of famous actors get together and create a party. Oh, see, now that would be and fun. Sure. To watch famous people play it. I Vin, bet that's Vin fun. Diesel, very big. Into the D&D world. Stephen Colbert, very big. Not into surprised the D&D by world. that no, in the slightest. No. I think he sometimes in his monologues he goes off on tangents like mm-hmm. in a humorous way, but I'm like I have no idea. He's now speaking a different language sure, because sure. and he is talking about things yeah. like I'm assuming Dungeons and Dragons sure. and whatnot. I think that's a good assumption. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Love him. So uh, you know, it's a good way to uh, escape the world yes. for a couple of hours in a, uh, in a healthy way, in a healthy way, in a creative way. And yeah. If you're interested, I certainly hope that. People yeah. go out and do that. Yeah, or maybe check out the podcast on this network that's Absolutely. about it. Maybe and they, we have no idea. Yo, yo, we got but a group now. We do? Mm-hmm. We have a group now. We do. That's we right. do. We. Bye. <laughs> we do, Jason. Yeah. Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit laspodcastnetwork.com. LAS.